In the morning, he's real. He's real. Jesus is real to me. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming to Into His Word. We have the message of life. Uh, look at my website. You'll see that the Bible tells us that thou hast the words of eternal life. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yeah. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me in the morning. He's real. He's real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yeah. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hope you got your Bibles handy. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm here to share a thought and the word from the word of God with you today. Jesus is real and he's alive forevermore. Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 8 and verse 22. Or verse uh, 23, actually. Verse 23. 22 and 23. I guess we'll read both of those. That sounds good to me. Hallelujah. God is so good. We should be encouraged every time we look in the mirror and we see ourselves Every time we look at creation and we see what God had created, that should let us know that God is real. The trees are real. The birds are real. The grass is real. The cars are real. Hallelujah. Yes, the cars. God gave mankind the knowledge to build cars, to build trucks, to build airplanes. What a great God that we have. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Then he cometh to Bethesda, and they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he spit on his eyes and he put his hand upon him, he asked him if he saw aught turning the page and he looked up and said I see man as trees walking let's stop right there as we can see there must have been some kind of belief in our in Jesus Christ for them to bring the blind man to Jesus hallelujah they had to bring the blind man to Jesus because they knew Jesus was real and that Jesus can touch Jesus can heal the body Jesus can heal the broken heart Yes, our faith and our trust should be in Jesus. And we have people in today's society, people that doubt God. They want to take part of the word of God and believe that. They may have faith 
to trust God and to pray to God, but to believe God wholeheartedly because they cannot see God. They cannot hear from God. That is a difficult task for them to do. Some people have to be, have to have that material thing. And let us go back uh, to the early Old Testament. Hallelujah. When Moses was around the people, hallelujah, Moses had to go up and the people followed Moses, but Moses had a bigger call in his life. Moses had to uh, a special meeting with God and God was going to give him the Ten Commandments. So Moses had to leave the people for a while. But as long as the Moses was in their face, somebody that they could see, somebody that they can follow. I'm speaking about the children of Israel as they followed Moses out of the, uh, the Egypt land. As they followed Moses, everything was fine because they could see their leader, but they failed to realize. I can't really say failed to realize, but uh, uh, Moses was getting his direction from somewhere else. He was getting his direction from God and God was speaking to Moses, giving Moses direction <clears throat> to give to the people. Excuse me, I guess water. And as he gave them the direction that he received from God, the people followed. But the people couldn't see God, but they could see Moses. And as long as they could see Moses, they followed. Case in point, Moses went to go get the Ten Commandments. He was out of sight. And the people, the children of Israel, spoke to Moses' brother, Aaron. They said, we want to be like everybody else. We need a God that we can see somebody that can lead us and guide us because without that in my words paraphrasing without that we're lost and we're just going to do what we want to do so they convinced Aaron to build a golden calf that they could have to worship and the story goes on from there but my point is that they had to see it and there are more people so many people in today's society they feel that they can't serve our true God unless they actually see him. But God has sent his representatives upon the face of the earth to spread his word, hallelujah, to speak as an oracle of God, to speak as a messenger of God. So the reality of it is when they see the messenger of God, they are seeing a representative of God and God, and they're speaking to you on behalf of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So as we're going to turn now to John chapter 20, and we're going to see how uh, Jesus provoked a, a certain person that didn't believe, and he provoked them to be him to become a believer. Hallelujah. Although this person did see Jesus in the eyeball, he saw him, but he still did not believe. And right now I'm talking to you about uh, Thomas, John chapter 20, and we're going to go to verse 27. Praise God through 20, uh, verse 27, uh, 26. After eight days again, the disciples were with him. And Thomas with them. Then 
came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Did you catch that? The doors were shut, and Jesus came in the midst of the disciples. Or how did he get into the midst of the disciples inside of a room, and the doors were closed? Something to think about. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. I'm telling you, we're involved in a faith-based religion. Hallelujah. Here, Thomas saw Jesus. That made him a believer. Thomas touched the hole in the side of Jesus' side. Thomas saw the nail prints in his wrists or in his hands. Thomas saw Jesus, and that made him a believer. But Jesus said it better off. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I'm here to tell you today that faith is very important as a Christian in your walk with God. We need to have that faith to just believe. We may not, in this day and age that we live in, we're not going to touch God as Thomas had the opportunity to touch God. We have to have our faith without wavering. We need an unwavering faith, hallelujah, in the eyes of God and in the eyes of ourselves to let us know that we can make it. We can be steadfast, unmovable, and always abiding in the word of God, always abiding in the work of God, always abiding in believing God. We have to believe God wholeheartedly. We need to believe his inspired word. Hallelujah. This Bible that we read today, and I'll, I'll be honest, I go by the King James Version. I like the King James Version. I came to God reading the King James Version, and I'm going to stick with the King James Version. Praise God. Uh, no other authorized version, but other than the King James Version for me. And I admonish you, encourage you to read the King James Version as well. But Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 30, 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, without going to the left, or without going to the right. Hallelujah. If you faint in the day of adversity, your faith is weak, the Bible tells us. Hallelujah. We must have our faith and our courage in the Lord God Almighty and in his word. And how do we do that? We do that by reading the word. We do that by studying the word. We do that by praying. We do that by walking around daily as we were told in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, sharing the word when we wake up in the morning, sharing the word as we walk, hallelujah, in the afternoon, and sharing the word before we go to bed at night, hallelujah. Now, you may not have the opportunity or take the opportunity to share the words as we're instructed to in the book of Deuteronomy 
when Moses was given instruction uh, to the people to share the word with the kids. But hallelujah, we can meditate on the word in the morning. We can meditate on the word in the afternoon and we can meditate on the word in the evening. All throughout the day, we can meditate on the word of God. So in Hebrews chapter 23, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Hallelujah. In other words, God is going to be faithful. He made a promise to us. If we hold the faith, if we keep the faith, hallelujah, we're going to see heaven. We're going to make it to heaven without a shadow of a doubt. God will open up the windows of heaven and he will pour out a blessing upon us that we are not able to receive. The title of this message is Prove Me. P-R-O-V-E. Prove me. <coughs> and see if I won't pour out a blessing upon you that you will not be able to contain. <coughs> Excuse me. God is faithful. God is just. And he's real. There is nothing fake about Jesus. All we have to do is get out of our comfort zone and believe in Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 and i'm sure most of you know this uh by heart uh hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 and it says this now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report verse 3 through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not of made were not made of things which do appear our faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so we have to have faith in the things that we cannot see praise God we have to have faith that that person that man that woman that child is going to come to God that person that's listening to the sound of my voice is going to want to repent of their sins and be born again of the water and of the spirit. That person, hallelujah, that's on drugs and addicted to all kinds of other things would want deliverance some way, somehow, by the word of God. Send a messenger to them, Lord, to give them hope in their life in the name of Jesus. There's so many ways to be saved but there's one way, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Hallelujah. And what I mean by so many ways to be saved, so many ways to go and hear the word of God preached. Hallelujah. And get the word of God in your hearts and in your minds. Because our God is a consuming fire. Our God wants to burn up the sin that's in your life and send down the fire from heaven to consume that sin that's in your life. And get you on that straight and righteous path that leadeth to life. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And it says this. Let's start at verse 1. I beseech ye therefore, brethren. Now he's talking to the church in Rome that's already established. He calls them brethren. By the mercies of God. Now this message is for everybody. Not just for the church. But for everybody, and there's a certain way we need to present ourselves when we come to God, 
when we pray to God. He says, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So there's got to be a place when we conform to God. Hallelujah. When we accept God's word in our hearts and in our lives to where we change and, and we become transformed by the renewing our, of our mind. Hallelujah. And he says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There is a call in our lives and everybody's life. I know I've said this before, but I can't get away from it. We have to get away from that, uh, that void that we're seeking in all the wrong places. We got to get out of our comfort zone. A lot of people don't want to live for God. A lot of people don't want to read the word of God because it exposes the sin that they're engraved in. Or that's engraved in their heart. And they become comfortable with the sin that they're living in. Hallelujah. And in their minds, they have transformed their sin into some sort of right, righteous act. Which is contrary to the word of God. But yet and still, they believe the word of God. There's, a con there's a, something compromised right there. Some kind of conflict right there. Hallelujah. And will not make it to heaven like that. Least ye repent. And turn from your ways. Hallelujah. God is an awesome God. And he is a forgiving God. And he wants everybody to repent of their sins. And, and, and to make it to heaven. And there's only one way we can do it. Being born again of the water. Hallelujah. And of the spirit. And then we have to lead, live a holy life. A righteous life. Hallelujah. Before God. And then we'll be able to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. Do the best that we can because by faith, the elders obtain a good report. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21. And we're going to be reading. Prove all things is what he says. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Verse 22 abstain from all appearance of evil and the very good peace sanctify you holy and i pray god for your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our lord jesus christ there it is you can turn your bibles if you would please to the book of acts chapter 2 and verse 38 there you will find your plan the plan for mankind, repentance and baptism. Hallelujah. That's the plan of salvation. It's not Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 is the confession that you understand that who Jesus is and you're going to act on that understanding. Let me explain. It's like acting on how to drive your car. You know how to get in, buckle the seatbelt, and turn the key on. You understand that. So you act on your understanding and you follow those instructions. Praise God. That was faith. Knowing that if you do all that, follow those instructions that your car will start 
and you'll be able to drive down the street safely. In conclusion, I admonish you, I encourage you to live for God, to reach out to me if you have any questions. My phone number is listed. And remember, God loves us all, but he wants all men and women to turn to repentance. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray today that we all hear your word, believe in your word, and trust your word. Let your word abide in our hearts because it's your word that's going to change us. And it's our willingness, our open-mindedness to want to change. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And by the way, I've been pretty busy doing some stuff around the house. And, uh taking care of some business like that. So I do have some, God has impressed upon me by inspiration, uh, some interesting uh, messages to put forth and they will be coming soon. So tune in to Into His Word podcast, stay.intohisword.com and the message will be coming forth. We will continually put out messages and this is just a quickie message that I felt inspired to share because we need to get on the right path as a human race. And if we do these things, what a better place we'll have to live. And remember, he's real. He's real. Jesus is real to me. Oh, yeah. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me in the morning. He's real. He's real. Jesus is real to me. Come on, sing along. Oh, yeah. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me until next time stay dot into his word dot com god bless you